This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Mike, you smoke weed? You know we're on air, right? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm yes, I'm completely aware. I I don't. Today's four. Is that your business? I don't. Is that your business? Okay, well, that's fine. Why are you acting like I this might kind be of high stigma? Right it's twenty twenty one, dog. There's no stigma. I might be high right there's no, now. No, it's not taboo anymore. It's legal in hey. most places, or a lot of places. I'm asking Listen, if you smoke I usually, because if your answer is yes, what? Well, I'm saying I usually don't, but today I felt like I had to since it is pretty much like a holiday. You know, like some people when they they, yeah. they don't smoke, but when they drink, they smoke. It's like kind of that thing today. Right. So, yeah, I was uh, okay. I, I don't. I did it earlier today. I, I right about now. I wish I did. Is what I'm. That was what I'm getting at. Right about now, I wish I did. Like I need something to calm my nerves. So I really <laughs> wish I did, and not not just because of you know the last twelve minutes. Um, but more just minutes? in general. Okay. And yeah, 12 in life, you know, just life right now. Like I really need to get high. Like I, I, I think it would help, you know, I think it would really help me. And, um, it's, I, you know, because when we, when we were coming up and, and not just when we were coming up, I mean, the truth of the matter is, you know, you black and you caught with some weed, you go to jail for life, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's not a joke, you know? And so, it was when I was young, it was drilled into me not to mess around with marijuana because of what could happen if I got caught with it. So I just never right. did it. You know what I mean? I had I had a I had an edible or so um, as an adult, fed some mushrooms in Aspen, which is incredible, um, but never. Um, yeah, mushrooms. never really experimented heavily. How you just go slide that in? A half a one. I, I half a chocolate covered one. Um, I love Supreme. Never okay. sounded as good as it did that night. Hey, listen, um, we learned something new but, about you every but I've never really day. We really do. <laughs> I've, I've never really experimented enough uh, with it. I think I might. I think I might end up, you know, um, doing it later in life. Maybe it's something I get into later in life. But I was going to ask you if you had any recommendations um, to please send them my way or send me their way, as the case may be. Um, for uh, some good uh, some good cannabis, because um, I need it right about now, you know. And I figured on four twenty is a good time to talk about it. Maybe it would maybe it would help me mellow out. Maybe it help me cheer up, you know. Uh, just kind of chill yeah. out in general, you know. I think hey, I, need, I, think I need to take the edge off because I don't drink. I'm less than a social drinker. Less. Oh, you don't drink at all. Like, you know, you talk about. You don't I mean, drink gotta, at all. Like, I can't remember. The, no, it's not. The, it's not. It's not a. I don't drink. Like, it's not like. Oh, I do not drink. Never consume alcohol. No, it's not that. It's that I drink so infrequently until I can't even call myself a social drinker. You understand what I'm okay. saying? Like even even yeah. if I'm in together with people socially, I may just get a lemonade and iced tea. You know, um, and maybe it's because I drank so much, like in my high school and college years, um, 
until as an adult, it was like, eh, you know, just never really appealed. Man. Um, but there actually is I, there actually I, is a reason why I brought up 420 and weed. But go ahead. What were you about yeah, to say? Okay. T- tell me why. Because I, I, can, I can make a transition off of that, too. But you tell me. Go ahead. Oh, well, I'm intrigued. Well, I, I don't no, know. I am, too. I but you know. go. I mean, you go first. <laughs> no, but you. Okay. You about to transition or you have something you want to say about it? No, I was just going to transition. Because I'll transition if you don't. Okay, all right. Because you're smart. You know when to quit. You know to quit while you're while you're ahead. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe you asked no, that you off the to... top. <laughs> off um, the top. So remember when I said uh, we all said a lot of people said it uh, that the versus to end all versus was um, Isley Brothers versus Earth Wind and Fire. Right. Stand corrected. Tonight may actually be my favorite versus. Tonight may actually be my favorite. So I don't know if you heard this. And I don't even know how big of a fan you are, these guys. But do you know that Method Man and Red Man are doing a verse tonight, appropriately enough, on 420? Like, uh, that's funny. this is my yeah. favorite. This is my favorite, okay? No. Um, no, it's your favorite. My favorite. No, it's my, no. Fa- no, it's my, it's my favorite verses. And I, I know I know. we just finished what? talking about Isley's and Earth, Wind & Fire. I know. So you do get but high. But here's why it's my favorite. So you actually do get high. You got high <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> No, but I think they should start with how high. I think they should start. Right. I think Method Man should come out and be like, oh, my people. Hey. And they should go straight into how high. That would be how I would start this, this verse tonight. But what I'm saying is, the reason why it's my favorite is because it's not really a versus. It's not really a versus. It's an and. Like, this is the Shaq and Kobe of hip hop. As in, they're brilliant apart, better together. And right. they're so used to performing together until they don't have to work hard to play off each other. Their chemistry is like Holly and Smith, you know? And so they're going to come out tonight and really just put on a concert. It's not going to be a right. versus. It's, it's going to be all love, which most of these are. They're going to, like, I made a list of the Method Man. I didn't even bother giving it to the producers because it's too long. Because I made a list of the Method Man versus V-E-R-S-E-S, that I want right. to hear. Gotcha. The Red Man tracks I want to hear. And then the tracks I want to hear him do together or verses I want to hear him do together. Because not only have they, did they put out a couple of albums together, not only do they have their own solo careers, but they've also appeared in features together. You can, but you have to understand how personal this is for me. This is mid to late 90s, so this is high school. This is college. When I was hanging okay. out, like one of the best concerts I ever attended, Michael, was uh, the Blackout album had just dropped. So this would have been like 99 or so. House of Blues in New Orleans with my man Keith Jackson. You remember Keith Jackson? And I, I remember, remember being like, like right up front. Like, and I, I don't usually the get to concerts early enough to be right up front. The other Key Jackson. I'm right yeah. up front. And Method Man and Red Man just like shutting it down. So I got contact high that night. But I'm saying, man, like Method Man, you have to understand how I feel about Method Man. So Wu-Tang, I, I grew up on Wu-Tang, literally grew up on Wu-Tang. One of the first cities I ever owned was Into the 36 Chambers. Method yeah. Man was always Great my one. favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan. The best lyricist in the Wu-Tang Clan is Inspector Deck. The best solo project, in my humble opinion, is Liquid Swords by the Jizza. Thank you. The, I was going to say. Indiv- yes. Individually, my favorite is Method Man. He's the most charismatic. He has the most presence. Uh, and you've seen it translate to his post-rap career as an actor, whether it's Belly, uh, you know, whether it's <laughs> Mike, The Wire, whether it's uh, Power Book 2. Method Man has always been my favorite. So that's Mike. why this is near and dear to my heart tonight. Yes. You don't understand my words, but you must choose. 
<laughs> exactly. So there you go. Okay. So great. Go ahead, go perfect ahead. Go ahead. About method. All right, go ahead. No, no, but, but that's a perfect segue because here's the list. Method Man, hands down, full stop, is the greatest feature artist in the history of hip-hop. You want to take your track from good to great, put Method Man on it, okay? So for Method Man, you just reference it. I got to hear his verse from Shadow Boxing. I got to hear his verse from The What. I believe Method Man and Bone Thugs, Thugs and Harmony are the Ooh. only two uh, artists Forgot about who both cut. appear on... Both appear on Biggie and Pac albums while Biggie and, while Biggie and Pac were alive. I believe there are only two people to do that. Okay, so there's the what? Ice That's Cream. Big. It's crazy. From Only Built for Cuban Links. Um, you obviously he's got to do You All I Need. That's his track. When I first heard Bring the Pain when he dropped to Cal, bro, you couldn't. You, I just I I went crazy. That video, I went crazy when he first dropped to Cal, which wasn't a great album, relatively speaking, but Bring the Pain's classic. Breakups to Makeups uh, with D'Angelo. I need to hear from him. Mm. Some recent tracks. He did a, a track called Still True with Bun B. And bruh, maybe one of the greatest Method Man verses I've ever heard, which is saying something, is on this track called Lemon with Conway the Machine, which came out like last Lemon. year. Telling you. Lemon with Conway the Machine. Lemon. So that's just okay. the Method Man tracks I need to hear. Then for Red Man, you got to go with Tonight's Tonight, Time for Some Action, I'll Be That, Pick It Up, The Goodness. Any of those will shut it down. But then these are the ones together I need to hear. I need to hear both their verses on 4321. On the aforementioned Got My Mind Made Up from All Eyes on Me from Tupac. Uh, Left and Right with D'Angelo. Uh, How High, I already mentioned that one. Y-O-U, Rap Phenomenon with Biggie. Or if they just really want to just like, probably the last song, they should, let's just say this for last. I think they should start with How High and then save the Rottweiler for last. Shut it down with the Rottweiler because that's the song that I can still see myself and Keith going crazy to when those two cats perform. Like they, they are, they are so electrifying and dynamic on stage together. I don't know what the setup is for tonight, but this might be my favorite verses because it's personal and it's not really a verses. They're a duo. They're, they're, they're an individual duo. It's crazy. Like when they come together, nobody's better as a tandem. They're perfect for each other. Kind of like us. All right. You know? All right. I like that. I like that. Now, I need you to take back two statements, and we'll be good. I need you to take... I understand your logic. I understand your process. I just need you to take back that this is the greatest what? versus after what we saw. No, I said no. I said it's my favorite. I said it's my favorite. Okay. I, I don't think I said greatest. I, I want you to take that oh, back, no, too. This is my favorite. I want you to take back your... Well, come why? on. Come on. Take it back. Come on, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and yeah, Isaac Brothers. Come on, you gotta, you gotta take her. We just no, saw no, it. no, no. It's too soon. I know, and that, and that's the ghost versus. But I'm saying, like Earth, Wind, and Fire, Isaac Brothers. Okay, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Isaac Brothers. During their conversation, their endless conversation with Steve Harvey, had to announce that. And I'm oh, not hating on Steve Harvey. Y'all stop together. hating on Steve Harvey on that. Stop hating on Steve. Come on. No, he was too. Y'all much. Y'all hating on Steve. No, he was too much. The first half yeah, he was too much. Know. They made great halftime adjustments fan. and told him to fall back. And that's when it got... What would yeah, you... I, so are, all, we all are. We don't need what him telling every story about every girl he hooked up with to Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> I'd have done some of that, but not incessantly. I would have given it a rest after a while, which he did. Okay? <laughs> anyway, um, that was a great versus, of My course. daddy bought me this car... In 1975, <laughs> I was in high school. I'm not comparing and I drove a Method Man and Red Man to Earth, Wind, and Fire Osleys. But think about it. Toward the end, I believe, they were like, yeah, we're going to do something together. Who knows if they actually do? 
like, oh, we're going to do something together. Method Red Man and Red Man have done things together. They, they've they've right. got countless tracks together. So it's basically a Method Man and Red Man concert, which takes me back to my college years, which gives me a natural high, is what I'm getting at. So tonight, right, so maybe I will score some weed, you know, responsibly. Maybe I'll pick up some edibles somewhere. Uh, I might still have some left over. I don't know what the expiration date is on them. Um, but yes, tonight I will be watching Method Man and Red Man versus and going back down memory lane and rapping pretty much every lyric. You're in so much trouble when you get off the air tonight. I, I think it's so funny. You're in so much trouble. Do me a favor. Supreme Neck Protector. Huh, yes. At, at five o'clock, at five o'clock, exactly at five, yeah. just hit record on your phone. Yeah. And just, I want the live reaction. I want the reaction from your wife as you get off the air. Because she's going to have something to say about the way you began the show. Um, and then the other thing I want you to take back. I want you to take back the <laughs> what? Method Man. You say Method Man. Put Method Man on the track to go from good to great. I agree. I agree. But there's Greatest a competition. Greatest future artist ever. You know who? what? I'm telling you who, who's, who? who gives Black, Black I'll tell you who gives him money, run for his money. Buster. Who that? Buster Rhymes. Buster's good, yeah. Buster's, Buster's Buster good. Rhymes Buster Rhymes is the original yeah. change of pace guy. Before there was Alvin Kamara, there was Buster Rhymes. I mean, <laughs> like he just—I mean, just everything changes when Buster Rhymes comes on. Like you think you had high energy, and then here he comes. He has physical energy. He's spiritual energy. He's just got everything. He's bursting. Okay, I so, got another one for you. I got another one for you. And, Big and Daddy I'm, I'm doing it strictly off volume. Big Daddy Kane's a good one. I'm doing it off volume. I'm doing it off volume when I say greatest feature okay. artist ever. But the person who, like, the person who, who people probably should not put on their track because he upstages them all is Three Stacks. Three Stacks, and, and part of it is because 3000 never did his own solo project. I mean, the speaker box to love below don't really count, but if you if he never did his so own good. solo project, to whatever so you good. hear from Andre 3000, it's like, so oh, good. my God, three stacks. Right. Drop the verse. Always. And so it just Always. goes to another Always. level. So his features are incredible, but I still will give it to Method Man in terms of the sheer volume and versatility because Meth can rap with anybody. Meth can get on, again, a track with Bun B. I mean, he rapped with Pac. He rapped with Big. I mean, he's done it with D'Angelo, Mary J. Blige. Like, everybody got a song with Method Man. Everybody's catalog got a song with Method Man. So mm. uh, I just felt like I needed to break it down to the bone bristle uh, to start the show. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, there it is. And uh, yeah. There you it like is. That? You like that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I like so that. Slide like that in there. All right. Um, I'm going to put that on. The, See, we got that, company, I love, we got, that's one uh, of my favorite. What? I know Rolling Stone does these top Shadow, 100 Shadow albums. Boxes. Top, top 50. You know what? I might yeah. even do, like, that's probably in my personal in my personal collection. That's got to be liquid liquid swords. Got to be in my top. I was gonna say top fifty, but probably in my top twenty five. I love I love Bro, liquid that. Album. So, liquid swords is incredible. That's 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 and that and listen, there've been some really good solo. I mean, whether it's uh, only built for Cuban links, um, you know, Ghostface's albums have been really good, but liquid swords to me is uh is the number one solo album. I mean, not just, and, and oh, f not for nothing, best cover art of practically any album. Oh, yeah, album. it's great. <laughs> I've never seen it's not funny. for nothing, but. When but you mentioned it, Shadow I Boxing, automatically, I actually, I automatically. Nightmares like Wes Craven, 
My third eye seen it coming before it happened. Before it happened. I mean, mm, come, come on, man. Yeah. All right. Um, yo, let's let's take another break because it's been a while since we've had a break. If you if you'd be yeah. so inclined, <laughs> let's, take, yeah, let's take another break. Hey, you know, the one it the one track back. that's coming what? to mind. I can't even hmm. say it. It's the one with all the uh, labels. You know how it starts. You got to read the, the labels. labels. That read one. The labels. Oh, huh? Tommy ain't my boy. Yeah. When it makes yeah, yeah. moves with the yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh Great track. boy. Good start. Good start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey, Mike, this is going to sound repetitive. But Google won the Internet. I know that's redundant. But if you go to Google and you click on the Google Doodle, this video celebrating Luther Vandross is the late, great Luther Vandross's 70th birthday today is what you get. Now, we can't play the song because we don't have the money for it, uh, but the song is never too <laughs> yeah. much. So this this is the yeah. the video you get, the artwork you get. This this is brilliant. You get to never too much. Um, Luther, since we're on the subject of music, I figured we should stay here because yeah. Luther. Let's talk about Luther, Luther man. Luf, Luther. We can't talk about Luther, Luther. enough. Luther, um, it, it, it's, it hits both of us different. And here's why. Because you got to realize that I was literally raised on Luther Vandross. Like his first album, Forever Fall Ways for Love, um, I believe was 1982, which would have made me three years old. Like, we talked about Earth, Wind & Fire. We talked about the Osley Brothers. We could talk about... James Brown, we could talk about, uh, you know, uh, the Jacksons. We could mm. talk about a lot of different musical acts that define your childhood, define my childhood, define yeah. our culture. But Luther holds a special, special place in the culture. Um, oh, so yeah. All my life. And it, it, well, all right. Oh, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Uh, you know uh, I can't uh, sing, how about, but I'm how about how Jamie? How about how Jamie Fox did it at the end of uh, "I Might Need Security"? I said, <laughs> 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 I mean, listen, man. 
Luther Vandross, one of the most distinctive, soulful, soothing voices in the history of R&B and music in general. We were talking with Benny Goodwill recently about one of the greatest voices of all time. I know he mentioned Ron Isley. We came back with Donny Hathaway, Luther Vandross in that conversation, along with Marvin Gaye. Uh, and that's just male vocalists. Um, but, you know, Luther Vandross, Luther Vandross, Luther. I mean, just... You, you you instantly, when you hear it, it's not that you remember where you were. It's that you instantly recapture might, this feeling. Because I don't know about I don't yeah. know about you, Mike, because you start thinking about somebody or something that you yeah. went through with that somebody. Because yeah. I don't know about you, man. I was too young to understand what Luther Vandross was singing about. I'm talking about a house is not a home, and I ain't even paying rent in my own house. <laughs> I'm, 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 in my, I'm in a room in my mama's house talking about a room is still a room. But oh, room is not a house. I mean, come on now. Like, seriously, like, yeah, who I'm, does not it. sing with, when Luther Vandross comes on? All of us sing it. And then, you know, yeah. my stepdad, Bobby J, there's some parallels, some similarities there. That was, his, that was his music. That's what he sang all the time. My mama sang all the time. So, yeah, man, happy birthday. Rest in peace to the so late, much great stuff. Luther Vandross. Go, Can you go even... for it, man. Lay it out. Give, break it down. Break it down, Michael. Break I'm just it down. saying, look, look. You're going to be challenged to come up with a favorite, right? Like, okay, never. I'm glad that Google did the Never Too Much. Uh, that's a great song. A House Not a Home, great song. Bad Boy Having a Party. Uh, I mean, The Night I Fell in Love. I mean, I have I, a favorite so much. Because I'm cheating. I'm cheating when I do it. You know what my favorite is? Because I'm, I'm cheating. I'm calling what? it two. If only for one night into creeping. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's that, good. That's my favorite. And, and it's going to be tonight. Man, I listened to that. Okay, so, to, to, so just to put time in place, I used to listen. See, I was an old soul, even when I was like 14 or 15. Like, I remember yeah, washing dishes, <laughs> washing the dishes <laughs> in a house and putting that album on. That album, that, that, mm -hmm. that must be like 85, 84, 85. I'm just guessing. And I used to put that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to get clean, it right. I would. That is. That's 85. I'm say it's 85. That's 85. 85. Yeah, 85. I remember yep. the night I fell in love was 1985. Yes. Westwood Avenue, Akron, Ohio, right down the street from St. Vincent St. Mary High School. Like I would clean the entire kitchen, and I'd say, you know what? Since the album is on. You know, yes. I'll, go, I'll go living room, dining room, too. Because <laughs> it was an album, too. Old school. I'd flip it yeah. over. Yes. And, and I used yeah. to think, I'm like, wait a minute. Is my album messed up? Because the way it would go from one song to the next, I'm like, is that intentional? Yeah. It's, it's like a little yeah. skip <laughs> into creeping. Yeah. Is that messed yeah. up? Yeah. But, oh, man, yeah. Luther, you can't. It's you. You said it perfectly. You can't say, okay. Luther is better than this person, better than that person. What you can say, it is, there's no imitation. Like, a lot of people can yeah. imitate Luther. Jamie Foxx, you mentioned. Some people can do little things for Luther, like, boo, 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 not the whole thing. But when you hear yeah. Luther, that's it. It's nobody else. You're not confused. Nobody has sounded like Luther. I don't know who his mentor was. I, I've, I've never heard anybody quite like Luther Vandross. So 
Yes, happy birthday. No, happy we birthday, love Lou. the way I do. I can say for certain that is true. Wait for love is up there. That's 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 the one. And you know, we had so amazing was my second wedding song. First wedding song, the one that Bobby J and stuff like that sat in on, was Love Ballad, uh, as sung by uh, by Jeffrey Osborne and LTD. Bobby the second J song it. that me and Sarah danced to at this here wedding right here was so amazing. So amazing to be loved. I follow don't sing you it, to the moon. I just said nobody can I'm, imitate. I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay, no. but I'm, no. I'm, I'm I'm carrying a tune okay. No, I'm no. doing all right. Let, 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 hey, no. let me flourish. Let me flourish right hey, now. Let can me, I tell you this, though? You may not remember this. And y'all family, since we all family, let's just talk about this. Michael Smith had a great wedding. It really was. It was a great, it was a great <laughs> wedding. Everything. Just I mean, I everything. will take the Pepsi challenge. I'm telling you, my wedding versus every it was a beautiful it was a beautiful day. Um, Do you remember remember what you called it? Wait, because you know we you know we watch the video every anniversary. Do you remember what you called it? It is the opening line to our wedding video. Yes. What'd you call it, Mike? The Royal Negro Wedding. What'd you call it? (laughs) The Royal Negro (laughs) Wedding. (laughs) This was way before Meghan Markle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Oh, uh, but listen. That's the first line why, of the wedding video. Why homeboy put that on the video though? Why you put it on the video? Like, why did he put it there? This is I like mean, you had you I had mean, a filmmaker be like, hey man, you don't have tone. permission. It set the tone. It set the tone. <laughs> That's us. That's us. You can't you can't be putting right, that. Right. You know, you you knew the cameras were rolling. Time. You knew the videographer. You knew the video, you knew it was a mixed company. I didn't think so, he yeah, used it. That's what it is. It's fine. I didn't think he used it. But but I don't know. One of the things about your wedding, so you mentioned Bobby J. You know, Bobby J told me, I don't know if I ever told you this before. Bobby J, I was talking about the song, like, you know, Jeffrey Osborne. And I was saying how much I love Jeffrey Osborne. Bobby J, he said, yeah, you know, I, you know, I kind of pattern myself after Jeffrey Osborne. There's some stuff he can do. And there's some stuff I can do that he can't do. That sounds like something he would say. I said, man, like you got it. Bobby, like, America needs to know some Bobby J stories, Mike. That's that's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a, a, oh, a, man. A, you want to talk about an original. Yeah. Great wedding. Yeah. Um, it was. It was. And, I mean, how many people have gotten married, whether it's walk down the aisle? I mean, here and now became too much of a cliche wedding song. Too many people uh, probably use that one. Um, you know my yeah, other you joint wanna... is? Uh, no, go ahead. My other joint is, ahead. My head is I, I can only speak for do 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 the changes I've been through. You know that one? But when it comes to our love, I'll talk the whole night through. Ooh, am I, are you cringing or you or you feeling? Yeah, I'm cringing. It? it looks like I don't know what that I'm is. Cringing. Is that a no, cringe? Or is it cringe? I'm, it's a cringe. <laughs> I'm cringing. I'm cringing. I just. Oh my okay. gosh. Oh my god. All right. Gosh. So look. Enough. Or, yeah. Uh, no, it, it is. And I would say, uh, Mike, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to start off talking about music because yeah, I know uh, what's the coming. news. The news. The news has broken that a verdict has been reached in yep. the Derek Chauvin trial, and we will 
find yep. out what that verdict is in about in about an hour. Roughly, uh, about roughly an hour. This, hour. this would have been the 11th hour of deliberation. So unintentionally, we started with some humor. Um, speaking of humor, let's not forget. Uh, Luther Vandross also gave us, uh, and by us, I mean, he gave Cedric the Entertainer uh, incredible material through his yep. journey when it come, came to his weight loss. And, and again, going yep. back to our, our old faithful. And the curl. Kings of comedy. Yeah, big Luther, not little Luther. Big Luther that never, the Jerry Curl never quite, never, never quite. really. And so that's another thing that we just added to the lexicon. Uh, and it, and but said, yeah, man, that, um, that always that always concerned me. <laughs> it never quite curled. It always concerned me. Yeah, but eighties Luther, what well, forever, for always, for love. The night I fell in love. You mentioned that busybody. Give me the reason, any love. That whole stretch. You want to talk about a hot streak? Uh, only person to have a hot streak like that is Steph Curry, who we'll talk about Ooh, later in nice. the show. Um, nice. Let's get it. Let's get another break in, and then we got some we got company, company? We're about the class to join up. Uh, yes, I, we, I'm going to ask our guest what her favorite Luther Vandross song is, because um, she was raised right. So I know she grew up on Luther too. She's a little younger than us. Yeah. But I know she grew up on Luther too. So I'm sure she got a take on the late great Luther Vandross. Yeah, she's right, uh, she's much she's much younger than you. You've been in your forties and all. You're, you're in your mid forties now. Look at that jacket. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May twelfth. Find tons of gifts from only thirty dollars at Nordstrom Rack: fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Special delivery. Jordan Brand and Zion Williamson just sent me his first signature shoe, the Zion One. They are beautiful. I have so many questions. Who better to ask than the man himself? So let's give Zion a call. Zion, you are Jordan Brand's first Gen Z signature athlete. I have the shoes. I love the shoes. These shoes are so personal to you and they pop because of their stories. So what do you want your fans to learn about you through these colorways? This shoe represents who I am and what I was taught 
You know, I was taught to never forget where you come from. Remember who helped you along the journey. And you know, that family is family's family. So, uh, you know, the, these four colorways represents my journey, my family, a little bit about who I am. And, you know, with the Z on the side, you know, that's, that's my final touch. Which, by the way, I mean, perfect first letter for a name if you're creating a shoe. <laughs> like that, that worked out a-okay. <laughs> hey, we got family joining us on uh, Brother from Another, our sister from another, Mr. Taylor Rooks from Bleacher Report is here, <laughs> gracing us yes. with her presence. Good to see you, Taylor. Great uh, to what see What was your you. takeaway uh, from your from your talk with Zion and, and double barrel question, not only what was your takeaway from your talk with Zion about his new signature shoe, but also just what do you think of the leap that he's made in year two? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy talking to Zion. I mean, when you think about, you know, the stars slash superstars in this league, however you define Zion, you know, he is one we don't hear from that much. So I was really excited to be able to interview him, ask him some questions, kind of get, get his vibe. But he was great. He was really collaborative when it came to creating that shoe. And it was important for him to tell so many stories about himself with the shoe, whether it was, you know, one of the colorways has a drawing that his brother drew and he just put it on the shoe. One of the colorways is about his mom and he uses some symbolism with the lotus flower and how the lotus flower grows from the mud. And that was his him. So he got real poetic with his shoes, which, which is really nice as well. But yeah, I mean, I think we all know he is just a freak athlete, a unique talent, and it is only up from here for him. All right. You say it's well, only up to from, say here. from here. Yeah, oh, right. Got it, Mike. Go yeah, ahead, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. yeah. No, same, same thought. I, 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 I bet you got the same question the same I have. Thing. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering, you know, because he's been in the news lately, Taylor, because after the Knicks beat the Pelicans on that defensive breakdown over the weekend, Zion we said, thank you for asking about the Knicks. Thank you for asking about playing in MSG. Other than New Orleans, it's my favorite place to play. And obviously, yeah. Knicks fans started having visions of Zion dancing in their head four or five yeah. years from now, whatever it could be, uh, when they get him. So what did you take away from that? Like, I just looked at it as, like all players, they love playing in the garden. The energy is electric. I didn't take it as he's got eyes for New York as soon as he gets the opportunity to bounce. How did you take it? No, I didn't take it as that either. But the thing about that clip is, like, he just served the dream up on a silver platter. Like, <laughs> the way that he, yeah, he lit up, it was like, oh, man, I love New York. He could have given you all a dissertation on why New York is the greatest place to play. Side note, besides New Orleans, which it was so funny. He just tried to throw yeah. that in there. But, no, I do not right. think that was him saying, like, New York is my destination. But it's very clear that he likes New York. And if in the future there was some, you know, opportunity for him to come to New York, I don't think you'd have to sell him on why it's cool to be in the city. I mean, but then, yeah. you know, he just goes to Brooklyn and everyone gets mad. <laughs> I think the kids, I think the kids call that a thirst trap. I think he said he basically gave Knicks fans a thirst trap. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> much. And now so everyone is just waiting for a little bit more from Zion in New York. But no, it was it was a really nice moment for sure. Yeah, you know, I look at him. He's such a talented guy. And the Pelicans, I know they're a young team, but I thought they'd be doing a little bit better this year. But they're at the other end of the spectrum. This is a, a team yeah. trying to make the playoffs. Among the contending teams, 
which team has your attention? Uh, is it a player or a team that you say, all right, let's see what that player can do or let's see what this team can do? Who is it? I mean, I am definitely one of the people that really wants to see the Nets in the finals. I mean, I just feel like that is what <sighs> we deserve. Um, I would love Thank to see too. Nets Lakers. I'm not going to lie, I was pretty surprised about that Lakers-Nets game where the Lakers just kind of ran away with that. But that's that's what I want to see. And I think, and you know, in a series, it would be very difficult, in my opinion, to beat Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. I'm not saying that means the Lakers are gonna won't, won't do it, but I mean, just imagining yeah. how how are you going to do that? No. <laughs> oh, you're no, out, you're Taylor, out. Taylor. <laughs> No, it's not just an opinion. No, let, no, no, no. It's an expert Come opinion. Come on, Taylor. Okay, let's call it what I mean, it just is. literally, okay? how? So, how? Yes. No. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And just so you know, Michael's <laughs> reacting that way because we've drawn our lines in the sand. Michael is all about the Sixers because he hates the Nets. And I oh, love okay. to prove Michael wrong and rub his face in it. And so I'm all about the Nets because I'm anti-Michael Holly. So, Don't I, mean, I do have yeah, a so question. Michael, Michael saying and the Bucks. I mean, when do you honestly realistically think the Bucks are going to win a championship or even make it to the finals? Just beat, you know what? Just beat the Nets. I, I don't care. You know, <laughs> That's all I really you don't want. care if they win a championship. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, I don't care. They haven't won in a long time. I know they got a lot of pain there. Like, oh, fine. Okay. Just join the club. Just beat the Nets. And then just go away after that. Fair. Fair. I need you to, I need you to fulfill a very specific assignment. Then see you later. <laughs> you, you, and and no. Taylor. Speaking. You think about this. Okay. Taylor, the show is called Brother from Another, right? Yes. Did you hear Michael Smith say he's anti-Michael Holly? Like this is not how a very. How dare he? Yeah. Come on. How dare he? You are What's you are about? betraying you're betraying the brand. What happened to brotherhood? <laughs> no, that's the code. No, that's the code. No, it's like this. I, I, listen, I'm just trying to give the people what they want, and the people want Michael Holler to eat his words. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's, <laughs> that's that, that would make for some amazing okay. television for him a to, man have to show has up to have a code. and and give the Nets their props. <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of assignments, Taylor, you're as busy as anybody in media these days. So I want to kind of go through a couple of the, the, the spots. You know, we got where's Waldo? Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Where's Taylor? How was your how was your master's experience? Someplace oh, I've never been. Never been to Augusta. My goodness, it was insane. So that was my first time. And, you know, obviously you watch the Masters on TV, you know, you think about the big Tiger Woods moment, and it's just like a flood of people. And so I knew, obviously, it wasn't going to be like that because we are still living amongst a pandemic. But everyone keeps telling me it actually worked out pretty well that this is my first master's because how calm it was. There was so few people. Mm. You weren't, you know, rubbing elbows with everybody. It felt like a very, like, intimate, private master's event, right? So that was really, really cool. I only went for one day. Um, and during that day, oh, so okay. my agent also reps... Wayne Gretzky. So we walked Augusta with Wayne Gretzky <laughs> and followed Dustin okay. Johnson. That was very cool. <laughs> yeah, because Wayne's daughter is married to Dustin Johnson, who is a golfer, obviously. So yeah. that was really, really cool. But one of the things about Augusta, there's so many little like rules. So you can't bring a phone in there. 
So I don't have anything to document my time with, you know, Wayne Gretzky. But I had to make sure I got the peach ice cream, which is staple. There was no way I was going to eat that cheese pimiento sandwich. Like, absolutely not. But I did <laughs> see some people eating it. And it was really cool. The Masters, it really looks like a movie. Everything is so green. The color of the flowers is so vivid. So you should you should go. It was a really, really nice experience. It's on, it's on my bucket list. Michael, you've covered the Masters before, right? I have. You know, and the, the year yeah. I covered the Masters, uh, and I probably shouldn't say this, because, you know, the other thing, Taylor, is, you know, Michael Smith has been making some <laughs> age jokes lately, too. Like, like what? Hey, I, you know, I, think, Taylor, I feel like we need Taylor, a... What's 51 minus 41? Taylor, what's 51 <laughs> minus 41? It is what's 10. 41 41? I, I'm sad to say it is 10. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Michael, they, did, they, did, they didn't do math that way. When Michael back was back when he was in school... <laughs> Um, but he doesn't seem hey, to understand hey, uh, that at 51 Michael, years old, he's 10 years older than me. What's 41 minus 28? <laughs> oh, word? Oh, that's what we're doing? Oh, we flex. Oh. Oh, that, was a, that was a flex. Oh, that was, that a, was a nice flex. flex. That, that was, was a nice. flex. Hey, listen. That was, you know I'm 29 next month, though. I'm getting up there. I'm getting up there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm getting up there. Oh, hey, you know what? Hey, really good to see you, Taylor. Thanks so much yeah. for coming by. We appreciate your time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting up there. No, you know what's <laughs> oh, funny? Hey, the, I oh, like aging, though. Two, two I of the really worst do. people in the world. There's, I love there's my two birthday. of the worst people in the world, Michael Holly. There's two mm-hmm. of the worst people in the world. The people who are in their 20s talking about I'm getting up there and the people who live in L.A. talking about, oh, it's a little chilly out here today. It's 67. You know, it's 70 degrees. It's cold outside. I live in L.A. So oh, I don't know which is worse. People who complain about weather in great places or who are in their 20s talking about they're getting up there. 28. Come on. But man. I do want to oh, be very clear. I am saying that as a good thing. I love when I get a year older. I enjoy having birthdays. I think there's something really nice about a year of yeah, wisdom and experience. Because you're in your 20s. Yeah, maybe, no. maybe I won't feel that way. No. No, she's right. <laughs> Wait till you she's get, right. I love it. You're not going to be talking like that much longer. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, you will. That, and listen, it, it's, nothing, it's nothing to fear. It's a blessing. It's all a blessing. It is. But the year it I covered is. it. It is. It is. The year I covered uh, the Masters, uh, Phil Mickelson won his first major. So that was in 2004, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and he made he made a great shot on I think it was on may have been on 18 it was it was incredible but I loved and I'm with you I love the the just the scenery of it and yeah. I was hanging out at the eight I spent so much time at the amen corner it was incredible <laughs> yeah, yeah no, just, the landscaping is just unreal like everything is perfect there's like no now, way to, yeah. to describe it it's all perfect yeah let me ask you this. No, no, they definitely, you, there's definitely time, you know, a history to the golf course, but the landscaping is perfect. Last time right, right. we had you on, we, we, we were not, I don't think we were as nice as we could have been because we brought up the Atlanta Falcons and we brought up, you know, something that may have happened oh, in the Super Bowl. God. But yeah. I'm going to ask you more of a softball question. You take it mm-hmm, wherever you mm-hmm. want to. The Atlanta Falcons have the fourth pick in the NFL draft. I don't know yes. if you are paying attention to this. And if you have any... You think they should draft a quarterback, trade, draft a wide receiver? What do you think? I mean, I definitely think we should keep four. I know that some teams have called because they want to trade the spot because they potentially want a quarterback. I think we should keep that. I am... I don't think most of Falcons nation kind of believes this, but I don't know if I'm on the train of, like, use this to get a quarterback because we still, I think, have 
two more years of Matt Ryan. I don't think that Matt Ryan is on some slump mm -hmm. where he's going to be a terrible quarterback and can't compete. I think that Matt Ryan numbers wise is up there with a lot of the top quarterbacks. When you really look at just the numbers, he just doesn't have that Super Bowl, which is like a very big kind of knock on him. But I'm a fan of Matt Ryan. Now, obviously, I wouldn't be upset if, you know, we got Justin Fields or something. But I think that if you give Matt Ryan another another weapon, there's a tight end that we are potentially looking at. But I don't know if I'm gung-ho on let's use his fourth pick to get a QB. But it also depends what quarterback is still available, you know, at number four. Yeah, I like Kyle Pitts in that spot personally. Um, mm -hmm. Now, imagine Ridley, Julio Jones, and Kyle Pitts. That's what I'm saying. Like, we need – like, Shut it down. Let's go home. We need that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, we'll see. So, we'll see. Hey, I'm not draft. giving up on Matt yet. Yeah, no, and even if you wanted to, financially they couldn't. Um, yeah, but you're it's, covering it's the draft. You're gonna you, you're gonna be uh, anchoring some of the live stream coverage, I believe. Tell us about that yeah. uh, on on the, the Saturday of the, of the draft, correct? For Bleacher Report. Yeah, well, so I'm doing day three, um, kind of like day a three. bit a bit of a wrap up show. Yeah, so we're gonna have a bunch of interviews. We're gonna talk to Tony Khan, the you know one of the Jags owners. We're gonna have what Evan Ingram on, Evan Ingram on to talk to some some tight ends. It'll be me and Connor Rogers, and we'll just be going over everything that transpired. It's I think a little easier and looser and more fun than, than you know, having to do the show the first two days. So we're just talking about everything that already no happened, question. you know, our projections, what's going to happen in the season. So it's going to be a fun show. Yeah. Yeah, no, day three, like that's that's the time to just kind of have the more relaxed, bigger picture yeah. conversation, that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of relaxed, uh, you, you, I don't know, since you're only 28, 29, I don't know, maybe this is too old for you. Maybe this is grown folks music and you don't know nothing about that. I don't know. It's a hater um, right here. This dude's a hater. Just, no, I'm just I'm just saying, I mean, she point, she pointed out the significant age difference <laughs> between me and her. So I'm just pointing out that Luther Vandross might have been before your time, Taylor Rooks. So I just uh, want to see if we can include time. you on the conversation. Uh -huh. Okay, just checking. Do you have a favorite track? It's my Tra time. Favorite track, Listen. favorite album? I grew up getting in that car and hearing Tom Joyner every morning. So all I know is old music. I wouldn't get to sleep on the weekends because I'd wake up to my mom blasting old music while she was cleaning. So I love me some Luther. I would have to say, I mean, obviously Dance with My Father is like the classic, but I'm going to go A House Is Not A Home. Just because, you know, you got to sing along when he like, so you're going to be, are you going to be, so you're going right. to be, are you going to be, that's my part. So <laughs> I'm going to say it. Well, 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 well. <laughs> and, and then with, how about, with, how about with Twister sample that? How about with Twister sample that, right? Yes, with Twister, Jamie absolutely. Fox? Incredible yeah. sample. That's even a good though one. it's See, so okay, funny because right, there's so some people who hear that and not even know it's a sample. There's so many samples that happen right now that I feel like, the young, right. young kids are like, oh, I had no clue as a sample. So we needed to have a running list so they understand this music now is taken from the good music from back then. <laughs> oh, I love it. See, 100%. now, how about right. that? You, you, so, you, Mike, you good. let's just give it right down. Yeah. Let's get, let's get, I just want to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> okay. So, right. Taylor Rooks, still in her 20s. She's yeah. covered the Masters. She's going to anchor NFL draft coverage. I know that's your that's your baby right there. I know you want to do that. And she knows Luther. Come on. Come on. What you got? Unicorn. 
What you got? Nothing compared to that. I, I mean, obviously, unicorn. I mean, that's why she. That's why she's Taylor, and that's why we are so grateful for you taking out your time from your busy schedule to come kick it with us. We appreciate you. Now take your young butt on somewhere. Talking about you, twenty eight years old, getting up there. <laughs> hey, listen, absolutely, I will come on anytime. Maybe I'll catch y'all when I'm twenty nine. Hit me up after uh, after May twenty second. My- <laughs> My favorite Spades partner. Let it be my favorite woo, woo. Spades partner, Taylor Rose. Even though, yes. even though Michael Smith betrayed me, but we can talk about that the next time I come on the show. Alrighty. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't. I didn't. I want that did. story. Betray- he did. Yeah. Hit, hit me next time. I'll tell you about how he betrayed me as a Spades partner. So happy oh, early God. birthday. We'll have you on after your birthday. Yeah. Let's, birthday. Do yes. let's do happy it. Let's do it. Happy early birthday. We'll get that twenty-nine. All get right. that twenty-nine. Go ahead and turn up. 29 Energy. Yes. Y'all have an amazing day. It was so <laughs> nice to talk to you. <laughs> you too, Taylor. All right, Bye. Taylor. Good nice to see you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Nikola Jokic was the big joker last night, Michael Holly. Not the one with the writing on it, but the one the one that's colored in, the big joker. Mm. With 47 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 assists against Memphis, becoming the first center with at least 45, 15, and 8 since Hakeem Olajuwon in 1996. That's what you call an, MB, an MVP Statement, and there was there's some people. I, I, I've had Jokic as MVP all along, as MVP frontrunner all along. There are some people um, who have tried to qualify it or <clears throat> affix an asterisk next to his MVP candidacy. I ain't saying no name. You've been but both people. Some of us have recognized both of that his numbers, as well as his numbers, his numbers, as well as the fact that he's played in every game. Uh, you know, on a contending team, clearly making an MVP. I'm not sure why I have to keep telling you that um, over and over again. Right. You're hard-headed. You've been you've trying to get everybody in your mama, you know. You've had James Harden as your MVP frontrunner. Then... Michael, they don't speak sarcasm where you're from? They don't speak sarcasm where you're oh, from? Oh, listen. Listen. What, what country are you from? I just want to point out. <laughs> I want to point out a couple of things. I want to point out a couple of things. <laughs> what? What? You had James Harden. Not only that, though. Yeah. Not only that. Not only that. You've kind of. I can understand your your counter argument, but you've kind of dismissed. You've kind of dismissed Jokic. I'm like, well, he's available. Never dismissed him. I never dismissed him. I never dismissed him. I never did that. I never did that. I simply pointed out that everybody in the MVP conversation has been disqualified because of bad luck in a truncated compressed the most challenging of seasons since, I don't know, last season when they were in a bubble, but 
physically taxing season. I'm just pointing out that Jokic is going to win it on his own merit, but also okay. somewhat by default. Somewhat. But I've never taken that away from the season good. that he's had. But I will say this. I will say this. That's not a backhanded compliment. He's been brilliant. He was brilliant again last night. He's going to be awfully hard to catch. But I'll be damned if Steph Curry ain't trying. And this is not me giving him the MVP award right now. I'm not, I'm not inserting right. Steph Curry in the MVP conversation. That's yeah. not what I'm about to do. Despite the fact that he is trying to join Harden, Elgin Baylor, Kobe, and Wilt as the only players to average 40 points for a calendar month. Um, which he's doing so far in April, having overtaken Bradley Beal for the NBA scoring lead. I'm going to say that whether Jokic wins, he'll, Jokic will probably win MVP. But Steph will be remembered as this season's premier performer. Like this will be a when we look back on this season, some of us may remember that Nikola Jokic was MVP, some of us will not. I'm not one of those people who can name every M- M- NBA, NBA MVP every season. But I know I'll never forget what I'm watching from Steph Curry right now. So right. Uh, I am prone to hyperbole when it comes to Steph. You've given me grief for calling him the most entertaining and the greatest showman in the history of team sports. So I'm wow. going to step back yeah. and I'm going to give you the mic because you're the wordsmith. Uh, you're the author. I'm going ha- to let you attempt to describe what we're watching from Steph Curry right now. Look, I you, you say I'm the author and the wordsmith, but I don't have the words to kind of paint this portrait of what I'm seeing. And what I put in the feed, Mike, and you tell me if you agree with this. I can't remember what the long shot was like. I can't remember what the three ball was like before Steph because he has so changed the landscape of of perimeter shooting and perimeter. That's an understatement. What he is doing is opening, he has opened up the entire court. And so I say pre-Steph. You know what, uh, let let me answer it real quick. You know what the three-pointer was like before Steph? What was that? In theory, in theory, it was challenging. That's why they, that's why I was awarded three. In theory, it's yep. supposed to be difficult. It's not supposed to be as easy as he makes it look. It's effortless oh my the goodness. way he shoots the ball from any He's distance made, off the dribble. I, and we have that, we have that stat there. Okay, 30, 30 points in ten straight games. You mentioned averaging forty four a month, and that's select company there. I think it's up to, I think it's eleven thing. straight now. I think it's eleven straight uh, games. Uh, okay, now. how about a small detail? I think he's made yeah. forty six. 46 threes in his last four games. I switched you around. 72 in his last 10. 72 in his last 10. Like, this is, it's not just that he is accurate from three. It's not just that he's a guy and go into a three point shooting contest and you say he's probably going to win. And we've seen that before. We saw that from his father. We saw that from his, his head coach, Steve Kerr. We've seen three ball shooters before. Reggie Miller, Steve Kerr. Uh, Del Curry, Ray Allen. We've seen some great shooters throughout the years from long distance. Larry Bird. But he has moved it back. He's gone back. Like when we talk about dunkers, we talk about guys who who go higher. We talk about yeah. three-point shooting. It's guys who have extended it from, say, Craig Hodges was another one. Great three-ball shooter. 
We're talking about guys who take it from 23, 24 feet to 30. Like, seriously, this was not, not you've got to change. Coaches have had to change their strategy. If you go back, and if you don't yeah. believe me, go back and watch a game from, say, 1995. Watch a game from 95. Three-point shot was there. You had these some of these shooters that I mentioned. I'll go 1998 because all the people I mentioned were playing in 98. Ray, Reggie, uh, Kerr, all those guys. Watch a game from 1998 and see how defenders are guarding these shooters. You're not up on the guy from the, at the logo. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. You're not up on a guy but from even, 30. But here's the thing. He's so gifted, even, even when they're on him. Like, the, 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 the shot that put the game away against your Sixers last night, George Hill was up on him, and his handles are so slick to where he can create just a sliver of space to get his shot off. Michael, this is how important it is to be watching and appreciating what Steph Curry's doing right now. When I say important, I mean it literally. So last night, I was... Um, I was... Um, Lecturing Mason um, before he went to bed. Man, um, and he went to he, he went like, to bed. Tell what? Mason, tell Mason, Uncle Michael's gonna what? call. Uncle Michael, and we sure. okay. and, and you know, look, come on, like he he needs a different voice yeah. now. Dad's daddy's been wearing wearing him out a little Maybe. bit. Okay, Maybe. he needs he needs Maybe. he needs a voice Maybe. of Maybe reason. For that. But 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 here's what happened. So I'm lecturing Mason. I sent him to bed. And game's tight toward the end. I turn on the game. And he, my son's asleep, he's asleep at this point. I'm like, Mason, come here. <laughs> he thinks he's in trouble again. He's like, I need you to watch the end of this game. You need to watch this. So he sits at the end of the bed, and he's watching the greatest showman do his thing. Um, again, probably not going to be most valuable player, but most memorable performer um, for this season. And I, what's so awesome about it, because somebody asked me this recently, I did a podcast recently, and they asked me, like, what is it about this stuff that makes him the best version that we've seen, or at least the most fun version that we've seen? Why is this the most fun that we're having watching Steph? I was like, because he seems to be having the most fun. It's a challenging season. They're fighting for playoff positioning. But what I see is a player who is playing with such – He's always played with joy, but now it's freedom. Okay, now now it's freedom. Um, it's 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 gratitude. You know, I think you know we talk about how it takes separation to bring appreciation and how grateful we are to have him back after missing him right. last season for all but five games. I see somebody who's grateful to be out there, who's enjoying himself, who's enjoying these circumstances. In a way that maybe he couldn't in the last several years when the expectation every year was that they were going to compete and win a championship. They were going through the playoff grind and then and, and through the finals and obviously got hurt last year. And to think there were some people suggesting that this season somehow he had something to prove, that he had to prove if he was really that dude based on how he played when he wasn't surrounded by stars like, you know, uh, Kevin Durant or Klay Thompson. And I, I see just the opposite. I see somebody who's playing like he has nothing to prove and he knows it. You know, I see somebody who's just out there right. getting a kick out I of himself, even if it's at the expense of his brother. There should be a law against that. <laughs> that should be illegal. Yeah. 
There should be some kind of NBA rule against that. You shouldn't be able to abuse family like that. On oh, yeah, that, 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 that was just wrong. They just, I'm like, they just made it public, like, man. Like, what kind of con- what's those conversations do that like all- after the fact? They probably grew up doing that. They grew up doing that. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna continue. I'm gonna continue. This See, is we have to fight. Way. See, we'd have to fight. We'd have to fight. I'm gonna tell you about that time my little oh. brother slapped me uh, across the face on stage in elementary school. We did a play on stage. I don't know who casted this play. On stage, in front of the whole elementary school, I remember it. Oh, but I remember it, it like it was, was yesterday. He was in character. Too much. I mean, you know he's an actor. So, yeah, he was a little too committed. He was so, a method actor in, so the, in this the script. So the he, script they, they casted him as the you? dad. He okay. was the dad. No, he probably improved it, knowing him. Jackass. Um, he, he, he was the dad, and yeah. I'm the son, and he slapped me. But the whole school. <laughs> You know, and because I, I, because I got restraint. That's well, great. Yeah, great for you to like. Funny to you, funny to him. Wasn't so funny to me getting slapped across the face by my little my brother two years younger than me. So, but I, I, I held my own. I mean, I, I restrained myself because I knew if I beat him down, then my mama was going to jump on me when I got home. So I let him live, right? But what I'm, I'm saying is, if I'm Seth Curry, we got to have a talk. Like, say, man, do that on somebody else, okay? <laughs> Not on your own flesh and blood. That's all I'm saying. So, hey, anyway. but you know what? And this is the other thing. He slapped you. Well, like, what, what, first of all, was this, a, was this a 35? Or is it younger? No, this wasn't high school. This was elementary okay. school. Elementary, elementary school. school. Elementary. Yeah, no, this is Bienville okay. Elementary School. We were like, I think I was like in sixth grade. He was in like fourth grade or something like that. That is so funny. You got video? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no, no video back then. But I remember hey, it. No, but, what, I remember but, it. What's great, I, though? I, I, I remind him of it all the time. What's great about Steph, the other thing, you, you started to mention it. You talk about the handle. Mm. Now, I know a lot of people have been critical of him, yeah. especially when they lost that, um, when they lost, but when they, the, the second time went to, when, when the Cavaliers had to come back, down 3-1. Yeah, 3-1. Durant's yep. not there. Yep. And yeah. I know a lot of people were critical of him behind the back passes, just being a little yes. too casual with the ball. He was. Okay. He, he's done that. And that's fair. But he is he is the not only is he the best three point shooter, as you said a couple of weeks ago, that's not even an argument. If you start an argument there, you just want to argue for the sake of for the sake of hey, hearing. And he, here's something else. That hasn't been an argument for a long time. It's not even that an argument. That has been an argument for a long time. I can't time. think of anybody. It has, it, it, I can't think of anybody. I don't I don't it's remember not, when it was an argument. It's not even a conversation. But we know he's the three he's the best shooter of all time, but for the best of, of three-point shooters, a lot of those guys needed somebody to set them up. Like you say, yeah. hey, don't let Reggie get the ball in that position. And no, what's, no what's nobody's done it off the dribble like him. Somebody need to get Reggie the ball. But what's so dangerous yeah. about Steph is he can call his own shot. He doesn't necessarily need you to set him up. He knows how to set himself and up. All, he did. He, did that a couple times. I mean, those last screens. Last night, we're behind the back. Dude, you cannot. Separation, you, and yeah. all he's a little bit. You can't fall back. You can't fall back on a screen against him. You know, and it because it's you think you got him, and, but obviously you got to respect his ability to drive past you. It's it, it's there's Steve Kerr said it. Doc Rivers said it. So say what you want about what I've said about him. We've never seen anybody like this. I think I, I don't think that's debatable. We've never seen anybody do what he's doing right now, Michael. Just to just to 
dumbness down all the way. Dude's made yeah. 72 threes in the last 10 games. I don't think I've made 72 three-pointers in my life. And I'm not just talking about in a game. I'm talking about in practice. I'm talking about in the backyard. I'm talking about in the video game. I don't think I've made 72 pointers, 72 three-pointers in general. He's made 72 three-pointers in the last 10 games. I mean, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's not supposed to be that easy. I mean, the three-pointer, in theory, is supposed to be harder and he's shooting it like he's shooting a layup. And the other right, thing is, I, I, know I know coming into the season, you want you want to declare this dynasty dead. You want to declare yeah, this is. dynasty dead. It's over. Okay. It is. Oh, I know you're gonna double down on that. Okay. No, well, I'm just saying, look, Mike, I'm a little disappointed. Mike, that how you... can you, Mike? It, what's he? He's 33, right? You got it. the kid from Akron at 33, something like that. He's he's th- wait, he's 33. Let me let me point this out to you real quick. This is how you know you're good. And people get annoyed by this, but I'll allow it in this context because of the people involved. A lot of people get annoyed because, especially with LeBron James, how it feels like we're inventing milestones or inventing records. It's like when you got, when it takes you forever to explain the record, probably not a real record, but that's okay. <laughs> you know you're doing something right when it's 11 straight games of 30 or more points, points, most by any player. Over 33, <laughs> breaking a record set by Kobe Bryant. Like, I didn't yeah. even know that was a record, but okay. I'll allow yeah, it because of Steph and Kobe. But yes, 33-year-old yeah. All right. kid from Akron. So he's the second best kid from Akron. It goes LeBron, yes. Steph, and then you have to be, you have to settle for third, Michael Holland. You have to settle for third. Uh, I'll take that. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be in the conversation. Um, but I would say he's, he's 33. You've got Clay missed another season. Uh, Durant's gone. Uh, Draymond is slowing down. Mm-hmm. Where's this? Like, where's it coming from? You just you expect James Wiseman to come back next year healthy, a, a, a second year player. You expect Clay to come back and just pick up where he left off. He hasn't played in the NBA game in a couple of years. Yes, uh, I don't see it. I just don't see it. So it was fun. Yeah. And I, I will stand, I'll stand by this. We, we got a lot of superlatives today. Steph Curry, best three-point shooter I've ever seen, best shooter I've ever seen. Uh, clearly the best ball handler for a three-point shooter I've ever seen. Three-point shooters don't handle the ball mm-hmm. like this. And I'll say the Golden State Warriors, they have supplanted the 96 Bulls and the 86 Celtics. If I say the best team I've ever seen, it was pick 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 one. Either the one of the Kevin Durant championship teams. Pick one. The Warriors with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, best basketball team I've seen in my life. But it's over. Wait a minute. We need to we, I think we need to unpack that. Okay. So unpack it. You say ha, you say you say have supplanted the 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 96 Bulls or the 86 yes. Celtics yes. has supplanted as of now, or they this you felt this you felt this way for several years. Uh, well, when I saw the Warriors, when I saw them win the first time with Durant and the second time with Durant, okay. I said I haven't seen a basketball team this good in my life. I've never seen it. Oh, okay, okay, and, cool. I, I'll just making sure that like Steph's performance now, you weren't retroactively applying. Oh no, what no, Steph no, no! Now. I'm talking about the team. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I'm saying like there are a lot of superlatives about the, the the Warriors and Steph, but it's over. I mean, 
Like you can't. You keep saying it like it's run. like it's factual. Okay, it so check this out. Steph Curry, th- there there are plenty of people who didn't think he still had this in him. He had a lot of doubters. I don't know, I don't know why it like it now because they're real quiet. He may be playing the best basketball he's ever played, and his game is not one where you got to question or not whether he can do it for a num- a- another few years or more. He's got he's he's had an old man game since him. he was young. I'm not questioning okay, him at all. So Steph's going to be all right. So Steph's going to be there. I don't think Clay is going to. They're not a good. Clay's team. not going to forget to shoot. It's not not right now, and they'll probably make the playoffs because of him and Draymond to a lesser extent. They'll, they'll make the playoffs. Who's to say what they can do around him? Maybe they move Wiseman. You know, they got Wiseman in a pretty premium pick, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe they make Number a two. trade and, and get better. To just no, 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 not not Wiseman. I'm saying they have a a, a draft pick. Oh, another one. Their, okay, got Asset Arsenal, I yeah. I, I forget which yeah. team it's for, but it's for it's, Minnesota. It's, there's dumb. some value to it. I it's Minnesota. Which team. They do, is it Minnesota? They do dumb stuff. There you go. Minnesota, stupid. Okay. <laughs> they are. So <laughs> they just like... Maybe they maybe they make a move with that pick. Maybe they make a move with Wiseman because Wiseman and Curry don't seem to mesh. But again, he's a rookie. All I'm saying is to write off Steph Curry and say what he can't do with the rest of his career. And I'm strictly talking about Steph. We'll see how they retool and, and, and repurpose the team around him. To write off Steph Curry and say. What he can't do the rest of his career, I think, is is a bad is a bad choice. Respectfully, well, not right now. Steph Curry. Will they be a right dynasty again? Team. Will they go to four I'm straight right finals or whatever? No, but they can win I'm another right championship with well, with him as the best player. They can win another championship. Mm, I don't, I, he can win another one. So maybe maybe it's, maybe, goes, maybe it's maybe, a dynasty know. that was interrupted. Maybe it's uh, maybe the, those rumors of him going to the Lakers or something like. Yeah, he can win somewhere else. He, no, he's done. They they had a. They had a great run. It was a great run. It's over. It it's over. Done. Well, it's a great run he's on it's, right now. It's appointment television. Uh, I, I will remember it for a long time, more so than who wins MVP this year. Um, this is this is some this is the type of stuff that you you watch with your kids past their bedtime. You know, that's right. Type of, type of stuff that you look back. Remember when Kobe went crazy? When when Jordan had that ridiculous triple double stretch? You know, early in his career, we remember we remember those types of runs um, when somebody when they when they got the game in the palm of their hand. So that's where that's where uh, that kid from Akron is right now. Um, all right, man. Yeah, it's um, crazy. You want to go ahead and take this? Speaking of crazy, you want to take this break because we're a couple of minutes away. Yeah, we from um, we we've all been waiting with bated breath to find out the Derek Chauvin verdict out of Minneapolis. Um, the jury reached a verdict inside of, I believe, 12 hours of deliberation. It went in the 11th hour. It was very quick. And um, there is a, a verdict is supposed to be read as early as 4.30. Uh, yeah. We will well, attempt to go minutes. live to that reading. Yeah, we'll, we'll attempt to go live to that as best we can. Um, and uh, we'll play it by ear. And uh, we will react uh, when you guys react. Those of you who are kind enough to be listening to us. On Sirius XM Channel 211 or watching us on uh, Peacock. Um, so, we're gonna catch our breath and uh, come back and we'll see where we are.
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. We're looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict, and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that they say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we, got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty for murder. The Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch and our function. I think if they want to give their opinions, they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution to respect a co-equal branch of government. Their failure to do so, I think, is abhorrent, but I don't think it has prejudiced us with additional uh, material that would prejudice this jury. Uh, okay. <laughs> you see the headline there, Chauvin trial. Who the hell does he think he is? Confrontational protest remarks could fuel appeal. Uh, Mike, um, with all respect to his honor, you need to sit down. I, I saw you sitting down as you were giving those comments. Uh, maybe you need to lower your chair a little bit. And I didn't see the, the white wig on there, but you got a long white wig on. You are out of line, Your Honor, talking about these comments giving the, the, the defense grounds for an appeal. No, 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 look. You can twist Maxine Waters' words to say what you think she was trying to say or to think she was trying to incite violence. I don't read them that way at all. But for a judge to even introduce that, I think is out of his jurisdiction. I think it's out of his purview. And I know he's a judge. I thought that's crazy. That's a crazy comment. One. It was inappropriate. And number two. It was inappropriate. inappropriate. Here's the other one. Here's the other one. Look. If you are, if you're a Republican who has a problem with Maxine Waters, that just means that's, that's Tuesday. I, I know, I know. Republicans, the right, right doesn't like Maxine she's, she's their favorite target. Yeah. Right. She's their, I, know, she's I, I got it. Woman. I got it. I got it. I got it. But if you can take those words, let me see if I can make a parallel here. You can take those words in a public setting, in a crowd of supporters, and kind of make the case that she's inciting violence, then how come, that's intentional, how come, come on, Michael, come on, Michael, 
Why come <laughs> you can't see the first week of the year in Washington, D.C., your hero makes some comments about going down to the Capitol and demanding justice and fighting. Why can't you see that connection? Because if you got a problem with her, you got to have a problem with him. If you don't have a problem with him. rhetorical, right? I know. I know. Uh, and if you don't okay. have a problem yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. You and the judge zip it. Ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Because because you know because you know it's it's not about being consistent. I know. Uh, I know. It's not about principle. It's about politics. Like I mean, like a, 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 a hypocritical Republican is redundant. Okay. I mean, it comes with the territories. With is is who they are. Um, this isn't even about whether or not saying we got to get confrontational. Uh, we got to let them know we mean business. First of all, who the hell do any of y'all think y'all are lecturing us on how we're to respond to this system continuing to allow the police to murder unarmed black and brown people with practical impunity? Okay, like who are you? To, who are you to tell us how we should react or what the proper words are for a representative? Yeah, she's an elected official, but she's a representative. Let's just let's just stay on that word. Think about that word. Think about that Maxine word. Maxine Waters, as usual, was out here representing. She is representing the mood of the people. And the mood of the people is that we're just not going to take this line down. See, the problem is, Michael, well, all these calls for peace, they really mean quiet. Right. They don't mean justice. They mean quiet. They want us to be docile and accept the results of this broken system, no matter what they are. We'll find out momentarily what we'll it is like soon. any moment now we will go to the verdict and yeah. we and we may hear guilty on all counts we may hear guilty on one or two we may hear not guilty on all three we will find out momentarily all this is is just this just it's it served up on a silver platter for the GOP to gain political points with their base with conservative media because it's like it, Maxine Waters is to uh, conservative news media what LeBron James is to sports media. It's like, when in doubt, talk about LeBron. Talk about LeBron. You want, you, you want to get ratings? You want to get views? Talk about LeBron. Yeah. Talk no matter what you say, yeah. talk about LeBron. Just talk about LeBron. Talk about the Cowboys. You know? Talk, talk about Kevin Durant. This is Maxine Waters is a hit that the Republican Party just continues to play. Play the hits. Go at Maxine Waters. And it's lucrative. Michael, probably the craziest thing I read, her Republican challenger last year, Joe Collins, you know he raised $10.6 million and outspent Maxine Waters 5 to 1, according to campaign finance reports. He lost 72 to 28, 72% to 28%. And he's already raised another $500,000 for a rematch. So, of course, a party that looks the other way and protects Marjorie Taylor Greene or Josh Hawley, you know, of course, of course they are going to be hypocritical when it comes to Maxine Waters, but that's good business for them. Yeah. Anything she says, low hanging fruit. I know. It's easy. But, you know, I just don't understand. I do understand. But, I don't, I don't, I'm having a real issue with the judge 
making how are those how are those comments helpful to the trial itself? Why are you and I can understand no. I, that Eric Nelson is saying he wants a mistrial. Yeah. He wanted a mistrial. He's just, he thinks he's whatever he's whatever he can. Whatever whatever and we know we know and, and that, that verdict's gonna be coming out any minute. But he knows he knows he had a very poor, he should know, very poor strategy throughout. Uh, it was not a defense at all. It was shoddy. And, and even those who, who didn't think that, uh, who, who didn't agree with us, that it was flat out murder. If you look at the defense from, from Nelson and his team, not very good. So I understand that he's looking for a mistrial, but and the judge is responding to that, but there's a way to respond to that Without all that commentary, without are, you, are you a judge? He's grandstanding. He's grandstanding. Are you a judge or are you, uh, are you trying to get your own uh, talk radio show? Correct. Correct. Oh, yeah, that, that might, might overturn this entire. Even if he just left it at, save it for your, I hear you, save it for the appeal. It's irrelevant to this case. Because, okay, maybe you felt the need to explain instead of just saying denied. You felt the need to explain why it was irrelevant to this case. Okay. Because even he said what a congresswoman says doesn't really matter. Okay. But you have to, this may turn, overturn the entire trial and appeal. Bro, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Ain't nobody ask you all that. Right. Like, look, like she told um, Jim Jordan the other day, shut your mouth. <laughs> like Maxine Waters told Jim Jordan when Jim Jordan was coming, was coming for Anthony Fauci. Shut your mouth. Okay. Yeah. Do your job. And your job to offer political commentary on how a, a representative of the black community is to respond if and when, if and when, I know it's still a big if, if and when a murderer gets off yet again. What's interesting, Michael, is I've gotten a couple of texts from friends of ours, both saying that yeah. the jury came back too quickly for it to be not guilty. That's interesting. And I'm no legal expert. I actually thought it was the opposite because the longer it was going on, I'm like, what's taking them so long? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I like it. it, it I, I felt let, I've never served in a jury. Again, I've only watched Law and Order. I do not have a law degree. I'm not trying to speak out of school. I'm not trying to play one on TV. Simply saying that for most of us, this was open and shut and shouldn't have taken this long. But some friends who I trust, and I think yeah, you all wanted to text, but like, hey, yeah, I am. Um, this is this is this was this was a quick. Uh, verdict too quick for it to be anything other than um, uh, anything other than 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 guilty. The well, OJ maybe, jury, maybe. Uh, how long did they deliver, deliberate for a, a handful of hours, four hours, something like that? How long did they, you remember? You remember that? How long Which did jury? OJ jury deliberate? The OJ jury. Yeah, and I just I just watched. Uh, I mean, every uh, case is Ezra, every case is different. Edelman's great. Edelman's great documentary. You ever see that OJ Made in America? You ever see that? Of course. You saw it. Of course. Mike, I'm going to tell you about that. And and if, I'll just say this, and and if the jury, if if the uh, jury comes back, just interrupt me. Just tell me to shut up. But I went into just that, speaking of that OJ, that OJ documentary by Edelman. Yeah. Before, Mm -hmm. because I got, I got to be honest with you, man. I work with a bunch of people at the time who anytime we talk about race, they just bring up OJ. 
Oh. And we used to, and we worked with the guy, both of us, we used to work with the columnist, I'm not going to say any names, but we used to work with the columnist who, when the, when the original verdict came out uh, on OJ, this columnist, a white brother, wrote that it set race relations back 20 years. I was like, hey, man. <laughs> hey, no, no, you're just wrong. You, that's so, there's so many things wrong about that sentence that you wrote. There's so many things wrong. Anyway, I used to work with people who, who just couldn't tell any time. It didn't have nothing to do with OJ. They bring OJ in. So when I heard this documentary was coming out, I said, I ain't watching it. I've heard enough. Oh, initially. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of people talking about him. And I watched the first installment. Man, brilliant. That is brilliant. Right, there's a reason it won an Oscar. There's a reason it, it won should've. an Oscar. I thought, I thought a study it, in black and white. I didn't think a study in black and white could be topped. Because it was a study in black and white that HBO did, which is one of their best documentaries. And then The People vs. O.J. Simpson was a scripted adaptation of yeah. uh, The Run for His Life, Jeffrey Tubin's book, which was, uh, which was with Cuba Gooden Jr. in it. That was excellent. But right, no, Made in America was next level. Um, gold standard for documentaries um during the break man and uh and even you know multitasking i'm just i i i'm adopting the attitude of prayer right now like i'm legit yeah. just praying for for justice to be served or the or the the closest version of justice that we have in this society because as we've talked about as many have said there is no true justice because there is no, there's nothing that can be done to replace George Floyd's life. There's nothing that can be done to bring him back. So um, as President Biden said today, he's praying for the right verdict. We know what the yeah. right verdict is. We all know what the right verdict is and should be. There's no question about it. It should be guilty on all charges. And you know, and, and it, this is this that's that's not political. It doesn't it doesn't matter how you feel about the current state of our country. It doesn't matter how you feel about the bipartisan nature of our or the partisan nature, excuse me, of our government or the left versus right or the election or Black Lives Matter and whether you want to you know falsely uh, equate the insurrection on January sixth to Black Lives Matter, which is freaking insulting. Um, but predictable. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. It's like, if you view George Floyd as a human being, if you view George Floyd as a human being, then there's no way you could look at those nine minutes and 29 seconds and come to any other conclusion that, as the prosecution said in this closing argument, this wasn't policing, this was murder. Yeah. This was murder. Take Take that uniform off of Derek Chauvin, and tell me what it is. The well, only way Derek Chauvin gets off, like I said, is if yeah. there's one juror who's just so sympathetic to the plight of police or so anti-Black Lives Matter and who does look at this case as being the state of Minnesota versus policing in America and is just so pro-cop until they can't bring themselves to convict a cop, despite the blue wall of silence, as it's been called, crumbling over the course of three weeks and 45 witnesses. Short of that, you said, I don't know how you could objectively you, let me, let me, look let at me this evidence and not think that they proved that case beyond a reasonable doubt. Yep. Let me edit you. You said, you know, is that one juror who is anti-Black Lives Matter. Let me just edit that. That would be a juror who is anti-Black life. 
period. If you see that, if you don't see that as murder, this is not about, it's not about policing. It's about being against black life, not valuing it. So it's not even a movement. It's just life itself. I don't mean the life. movement. I don't mean the movement. I know, I mean the I know but you said, I'm, I, I, I know, I know, but, and, no, but I, even, okay, so no. let's say you're anti-Black Lives Matter. Let's say you're anti-movement. If, if you look at it that way, you still, you still can't look at that and see anything else. That's what it, that's, I start, what it I, that's what I start. That's what I started off by saying. If you see him as a yep. human being, that's what I started off by yep. saying. If you see George Floyd as a human being, if you see a human being underneath Derek Chauvin's neck, then there's no way you could acquit this guy. Mm. You see a human being. If you see a human and, being. If, if, yeah. it, it, should, it should be simple. So that's why, I mean, I know it's a process. I know they got to talk it out. Maybe they were just being, the, it's called deliberations for a reason. Maybe they were just being deliberate and thorough. And maybe there was some talking that needed to happen. But, you know, the longer it was going on, the more concerned I was um, that they could, that they could actually be some tension in that room. But it, it, look, there's three charges, and it's complicated. It's complicated. Um, the, 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 uh, the threshold for each of the charges. So it's not an easy job that they had in terms of just what they had to go through. But just hope, hoping that... Uh, and, and then even if you talked about, like, we'll still, we'll still be devastated, even though we expect it to go the wrong way, because that's just the way we've been conditioned right. uh, to look at our Not just conditioned, our that, that, that's been the pattern. That's been the For pattern. For the most part. And so it, that's, yeah. what, that, that's what we are expecting, and it's not, it's not going to hurt any less. But on the flip side, if we get, it's going to be a sense of I think I, I anticipate I'll feel relief. I think I'll feel how how you think you'll feel if it's guilty on all counts. I think I'll feel relief, but also, okay, what about Dante Wright? What about the next one? What about the other ones? Like it, it as we talked about, it's not going to change anything. One one person being held accountable, in that regard, the prosecution is right. This is not. A trial, the policing is is not on trial. I wish it were. I wish policing were on trial. I wish it were. I wish it could be wrapped up nice and neat in one courtroom, but it, it can't. Mm. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done on policing in general. Maybe it comes back in the middle, Mike. Maybe it comes back right in the middle. Yeah, I think. Maybe it comes yeah, in the I middle where it's like where it's like one or two. Like maybe it's a second degree manslaughter, the third degree murder, the second degree murder. Maybe it's maybe it's one or two. Um, well, if, if he's convicted of second degree murder, you could be talking about, you know, 40, about 40 years, be up to 40 years in prison. Up to, and, but they're saying it'll be a lot less than that because of his lack of criminal history. So it'll probably be a, a yeah. whole, a, come, come in a whole lot less in sentencing. Now, manslaughter, if I'm not mistaken, but manslaughter would be the, would be the lesser, would be the lesser time. One of them is about 10 years. Yes. Um. Yes. Okay. The the. I, I, I don't would you know. like to I hear mean, it real quick while you gather your thought? Would you like to hear it? So the charges yeah. are to be considered separate, so he can be convicted yeah. of all, some, or none of them. If convicted, he could yeah. face up to forty years in prison for second degree murder, 
up to 25 years for third degree murder and up to 10 years for second degree manslaughter. The actual sentences I'm reading from a CNN article. The actual sentences would likely be much lower, though, because Chauvin has no prior convictions. Minnesota sentencing guidelines recommend about 12 and a half years in prison for each murder charge and about four years for the manslaughter charge. Um, the judge would ultimately decide the exact length and whether those will be served uh, at the same time or, or back to back. What was your thought? I just wanted to get those numbers that you asked. Me. Yeah, you know, you asked the question, you know, how would I feel? I don't know. I don't know. How would I feel about just, you know, guilty of all charges? I mean, there's so much, there's so much going on there. There's the fact that it happened and, and it happened for so long in broad daylight, just in the middle of the street. So the fact that it even happened in this country, so that, that deserves some thought. And then on the flip side, it's been a lack of uh, remorse. There's, there's been no remorse. There's, no, there's been no contrition from Derek Chauvin. Nothing. And the, the look, the, nothing can match the act that, that he did, uh, the act that he literally and figur- figuratively executed in the street there mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. But I'll tell you that what, what, what is up there with offensive, offensive tone, offensive communication, it's his strategy. His strategy the strategy of the of the of his defense has been appalling. It's actually disgusting. Where he had the consultant come in and say, "Oh, I wasn't murdered." You know what? Uh, you know he was actually helping, having having George Floyd in the prone position in the street was actually keeping him safe, was keeping Floyd safe, and the police officer safe. Because of the crowd. I mean, just like so many comments and so many, um, so many tactics that, that have been disgusting. We've, so there's a lot to consider. Even, I think, even if you knew, I, even though it's totally you know predictable. What I, you know what? Totally predictable, but nonetheless. And I'm this, kind, I, I'm this kind of person. I'll probably take a couple of days. It will really take a couple of days for me to, for it to just, for me to just get my thoughts and for it all to sink in. So we, we, I'm not a, we joke a lot. We, yeah, I'm not a, we joke a lot about our age difference. Yeah, sure. We joke a lot about our age difference, but all jokes aside, I was, uh, I was 13 for Rodney King. Do you remember how you felt? Um, when the Rodney King verdict came down, do you remember Mm -hmm. where you were and how you reacted to it? Remember where I was. I remember where I was. I was about to graduate. I was, uh, I was, uh, about two weeks, two weeks away from my college graduation. I was in Pittsburgh on Mount Washington, an apartment on Mount Washington, uh, part of Pittsburgh. And I just remember watching it and I was disillusioned and I was angry. See, Mike, I was that, you know, I was that guy. I was that guy coming out of college. You know, the, 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 the cliche, what, what people say about most most black men with a conscience and, and, and principles. Angry black man. That's who I was. So, and that just made me angrier. I was already, I was already that. <laughs> I was already that in college. And that, that verdict just took me to the next, 
to the next level, which really informed my decision. I've told you this story before, informed my decision when the newspaper that I went to work for wanted to do a special on race relations in Northeast Ohio. When they asked me to do it, I, I declined because I didn't think they were going to go hard enough. I thought they were a little, you know, a little too soft serve, a little too filtered to tell the real story. You initially declined. What's that? I declined. You they made me do it. Initially. They made initially. you do it. Oh, oh I, I declined. I said no. I said no off the, off the top. They told me to do it. Right. And you did it. You didn't know that story? But you got to tell yeah. how the story ends. Yeah, so yeah. you got to well, tell how the story okay. ends. I mean, I know you, humble so, brag, got to tell how the story ends. Okay, well, the managing editor of the, of the newspaper at the time, brother named James Crutchfield, so he said, how do you feel about this? I said, I went on and on, what, exactly what I said, and angry and 22, and I got all the answers, and no, I'm not doing this. You guys are just trying to uh, just put a happy face on a very serious problem. It's got historical roots. 400 years. I may have put on some Bob Marley 400 years. You know, like I was, I was there. And James Plymouth Rock landed on us. Yeah, that's right. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled. So the whole thing, James Crutchfield said, Hey, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You don't have a choice. You, You thought I was asking you because you have a choice. You don't, you're doing it. And I did that. I worked on that project for a year. That project won the Pulitzer Prize for meritorious public service. So I was part of a Pulitzer Prize winning team. Right. Right. Which happily goes on the rest of the (laughs) Through no design of my own. Nobody got to know the backstory. (laughs) Well, now you know it. No, you didn't want to do it. Now you know the backstory. Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you'll take it how you can get it. (laughs) You'll take it how you can get it. Oh yeah, man. so it was like um, one of the that yeah, was one of the early one of those early projects that we did that and um and that was inspired by the verdict. The verdict kind of led us to see, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, Mike. When we talk about the age difference, and I know you are very skeptical, and you kind of look at it when you talk about this, re, you know, racial reckoning. You do it in quotes, just like I did just now. Like there have been so many reckonings, so-called reckonings that I can remember. And so it, it, it happens for a while and then it kind of goes back into the default mode, which is nobody's thinking about a reckoning. So there was a reckoning after the Rodney King verdict and we were there for a while, then we went away from it. And so-called there was a reckoning after the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd, in my opinion, uh, last May. And here we are on the precipice of a verdict have we learned, Rodney King? I mean, have we learned from that in, in nineteen ninety two? Have we learned from that verdict? I don't know. When everybody's we'll on see. standby, twenty nine um, years later. I mean, everybody's on standby. You got the NBA is ready to postpone games. Everybody's on high alert, and you know, um, security and National Guard and this, that, and the other. Um, it, it, you know, what will also be interesting is like. Either way it goes, uh, America's going to continue to tell on itself, depending on how people right. react. Because if there is unrest because of a not guilty verdict or verdicts, then the conversation, just like we just talked about off top and just like 
You know, they were quick to pounce on Maxine Waters. Oh, she's inciting violence. So if there is unrest, if the unheard decide to resort to a so-called, to the language of a so-called riot, if the unheard decide to resort to the language of a so-called riot, the people who are, are ironically on the right will, as usual, distract from the injustice and distract from the issue and focus instead on the response to there you go. Um, yeah. the verdict. So so second um, degree. And if but if he is convicted on if he is convicted on all counts, I'd also like to see the conversation. I'm also interested in hearing what the reaction is. Because to your point, yeah. is this just one of those like, hey, you satisfied now? You good? See, look, the system works. It's still broken. I don't give a damn if they convict yeah. him. They put him under the jail. That's just where he belongs. The system's still broken. So I hope, it, I hope they don't look at it as like some kind of victory for this movement or victory uh, in the name of justice. Like one guy will have gotten his if he's found guilty. That can't compare to the amount of people who've gotten off and who will get off and who are getting off. Again, he was caught on video. He did it for 929. God only knows how many police reports have been doctored. God only knows how many people right. have died in the dark um, and will moving forward. It's an issue that does not go away with one uh, jury verdict, which uh, looks like we're going to miss it uh, in terms of lives. Yeah, it looks man. like so that. We'll have to, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll go to a TV. I'll go to one as well. Absolutely. And, um, I'll call you later, I guess. Um, yeah, it's 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 the thing. It's it's the it's the only thing uh, that that I'm thinking about today, really. And is, is your stomach in knots? Is your stomach in knots right now? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But you know what, Mike? Yeah, as I, yeah, I, I, yeah. as I've told you, like I, it, it's been reflected in the feed since last week. You know, yesterday I said, you know, the 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 tense wait for the Chauvin uh, the Chauvin verdict and uh, how I've told you just very openly, like I'm nervous. I'm just nervous about it. I've been nervous about it the entire time, the entire trial, even before we got to the point where uh, we got to deliberations. I was nervous for the prosecution's opening statement. Hey, I hope you get it right. I hope you make this case. Hey, call this person. Uh, to the witness stand. I hope you don't have any kind of missteps. Um, just the entire the entire three weeks, it's been pretty tense. So, hey, I've been nervous because I've always I've always thought I knew I was going to end, and now that we're here, no matter how much I prepare myself for it, I'm still like, man, am I am I ready for the thing that I believe is coming? Again, we've got yeah. some close friends of ours who are pretty smart about this. These things, telling us it's too quick for anything other than guilty verdicts. Like, okay, I'll believe it when I hear it and see. Yeah, it. I, was, I was just gonna say, um, and and not that we don't yeah. trust them. We're talking about some very, some very. Uh, astute, well, it's not that I don't trust my politically friends. Politically astute. I just don't trust. Why? I, I just don't trust the jury. Yeah, that's <laughs> I just don't right. Trust the jury. <laughs> you know. Hey, sorry, so man. We'll Be well. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. God bless about you, brother. It. All right, man. You too. All right, man. Later. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.